Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Filters. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Aaron. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the somewhat tumultuous and unexpected journey of how we met. But before we dive into that, we just wanted to thank everyone for listening, tuning into our first episode last week. The feedback we received has been overwhelmingly positive and it's just been great to hear and i know at least for me has really helped me be more confident in doing this most of our listeners i think were our family and friends for the first episode and for the podcast trailer but i think both of us we had people reach out to us that we haven't really talked to in a long time who just tuned in and listened because of us sharing it on social media so we see all of you we appreciate you guys so much and it gives us that much more of a motivation to to keep going and making episodes for you guys and we're only one episode in. It definitely helps quell some of the anxieties around doing this. You know, any nervousness I had, I think has gone away. I obviously still think we have a lot to work on, a lot to get better at, but I was very surprised by the response. Yeah, me too. I'm just excited to go on this journey with you. The other thing I wanted to share I don't know. I just think it's so cool. So we use a platform called RSS to distribute all of our podcasts and we can see all of our analytics of how many downloads we've got, who like not specific on who's listened to it, right? We can't see that, but people all around the world listening to us. So I know obviously we have a lot of people from Canada, a handful of people from the US, some other countries I wanted to mention that I find so interesting is France, Australia, Estonia, Belgium, Costa Rica. What else do we have? here i think that's pretty much it cool cool. so lots of listeners from all around the world and i only thought it would be canada and the u.s so pretty cool hey we'll take any kind of listeners Aaron and I did put a lot of work and effort into trying to make our first episode as good as it could be for our first episode. So yeah, thank you so much if you rated our podcast on Spotify, Apple, liked a photo that we posted on our Instagram page. Every little bit means a lot to us. So thank you. Just wanted to add that in. Please do. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into, uh, I guess not the episode yet, but let's do a little bit of a recap of last week. So today is Aaron's birthday. You're 26. I am 26. It doesn't really, for whatever reason, this birthday, like I usually feel like, oh, wow, I feel a little bit older now, but I don't know. I feel kind of the same as I did when I was 25, but I'm sure it'll hit me at some point soon. I know. 25 was a big one, though, last year. You've hit a quarter of your life, and now you're actually past that quarter of your life that you've lived if you live to 100. But Yeah, I'm not sure I'll make it to 100, but hey, knock on wood. Do you have anything from last year, like year 25, to reflect on or just like highs and lows or anything you want to share with the audience? I mean, we got engaged. I did a kind of big Euro trip that was... I don't, I don't want to say life-changing, but it was a trip I'll remember forever. I'm sure I'm forgetting other things, but yeah, 25 was a great year. Probably yeah. one of my better ones, yes. You're forgetting the big one. We started working on our house. Oh, yes. We right? started working on our house. But... I feel like that's a big adult thing to do or like a big change, right? I, I, it's not small. It's not little. It's not small, but I think... Maybe the... you're not mentioning it because it stresses you out sometimes thinking about it. Yeah, that wasn't an overwhelmingly positive experience in my 25th year, but I think it's going to be a great experience in my 26th year. So yeah. more looking forward to the future of that than the past of that one. Yeah. Should we talk about what we did for your birthday weekend? So Aaron's birthday is on a Monday. We did the celebrations like this past weekend just had some friends come over we played board games as you guys know lizzie and i are sobers judges right now so the uh, 45 hard made it a little bit difficult for us to go out and celebrate with mocktails we're like why don't we have a night in invite our friends and do board games so exciting 25 year olds this is what we're doing for our birthdays but that's what we did it was awesome 
Yeah, well, 25 and 26-year-olds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I got my donut cake. I was very happy about that. Yeah, you need to talk about the donut cake tradition or the annual thing that we do. Yeah, basically, when I was a kid, I liked cake. I'm a normal person. I do like cake, but I definitely preferred donuts over cake. I think it was my eighth birthday. I asked my mom if I could have donuts for my birthday dessert, whatever it was. And so she went to Tim Hortons and got a 12-pack of donuts and stacked them into a tower. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I love this donut cake. And then when Lizzie and I first got together she was asking well I, I think we've talked about the the surprise birthday party we talked about it first year and I completely flopped on the cake so it was a second year where I was like no I gotta do something different so I specifically asked you I said what do you want for your birthday for a cake I was like well you know my mom used to do this donut cake for me you know and she was like oh okay cool so yeah, but you didn't explain to me that she got a bunch of donuts and she stacked it into a tower you just said my mom got me a donut cake when I was younger can you get me a donut cake yeah. So I took that literally as he said it. So I went and found a place local to Halifax called Vandal Donuts. There's a couple of different donut places, but I picked that one because they made these 10 inch, 12 inch donut cake, like one donut that's blown up and it's massive, like the size of a cake. I ordered it. It was like a plain donut with Homer vanilla icing on it with sprinkles and... I think that second year was when we had just like a chill birthday party. There was a bunch of people. Yeah, I got you that donut cake. You were so shocked, so excited. You're like, I didn't think you were actually gonna get me a donut life-size cake. I said, but that's what you wanted. I don't know how to describe how happy I was seeing it. I didn't think this was something that existed. It was so good, like essentially just a cake that was donut, like it tasted like donut. It looked like donut. Yeah, I mean, it's better than a donut is what all of our friends say. That's what we say. That's why we keep getting it every year. Well, the place that makes them here in Halifax was closed last year. So we couldn't get it last year. So we went to the other place and just like Lizzie did the donut tower thing that my mom used to do. But yeah. this year they reopened. And yeah, I don't know. We got the donut cake. It's Everybody was so excited about it. Like people who came this past weekend had been to the previous birthdays with the donut cake and everyone like the donut cake. You say that word and everybody gets really excited about it. Delicious. Like the whole thing was eaten. Genuinely probably the my favorite part about my birthdays now. Yeah. I love donut cake. If you guys are in Halifax and there's any occasion coming up, please go get this donut cake from Vandal Donuts. It is incredible. Our friend Christy took a photo of you when I was bringing it out with the candles and everybody was singing you happy birthday. And the look on your face was like kid in a candy store for the first time going to Disneyland. I have to post a photo up somewhere, maybe in our stories or something when the when the episode goes live, but it's adorable. I'm, I'm so happy to see you excited about it because I know how much you love it. We weren't sure if they were going to be open, so my one request for Lizzie this year was if they didn't open was for her to figure out a way to make me that donut cake but oh she God. got lucky because they're open again. I was prepared to make an actual life-size donut cake. It would have been so difficult but I don't know. We'll see. If the day comes where we cannot get this donut cake I will find a way to make it even better. Yes. Yes you will. But other than that no we just like we Lizzie, didn't drink. We didn't drink do anything like that. How was it for you not drinking? You were, there was one point in the night when Aaron looked at me, he's like, God damn it, I can't drink on my birthday today. You were a little, you were a little frustrated, right? I You're guess it's more FOMO than anything. Like I, I wasn't like craving it or I wasn't like wanting it. Yeah, the guys who were over, they were drinking, all the girls weren't. Like the girls were just sober and doing this sober January. But there, I bet you there was a moment inside of you where you were like, oh man, I wish I wasn't doing this 45 hard right now and just drinking with the boys for my birthday. I don't know if I'll be doing this 45 hard every year. I'll do it again when 
I'm 35, 40 when my body really needs it. But from now on, after this challenge, I'm going to enjoy my youth and I my know. birthdays with that kind of stuff. But no, everyone just came over. We played games. I'm proud of you, though, for doing this 45 hard over your birthday. Yeah, I think I made the comment that for my 26th birthday, I get to be sober. And for Lizzie's 26th birthday, we get to go to Spain. So yeah <laughs> whatever for presents we didn't end up doing presents this year we didn't do it for our anniversary we didn't do it for christmas your birthday and i mean technically we weren't going to do it for my birthday but the whole reason why we're doing this is a to be financially responsible because we've got this house coming up and then b we are wanting to go on a big europe trip we're going to spain in march during the course of my birthday so that's where we're saving up for so we're just trying to be smart money wise like for the most part if we need something we'll buy it i don't think there's anything that we need or really want that would yeah. you know really other than the donut cake that would really enhance our lives so yeah i don't know but we always do cards for birthdays and stuff like that different occasions i don't know why but we like to write these long sentimental cards i mean i like doing it and i think you naturally grew to end up doing it because i was doing it and you didn't want to just write a little one-liner happy birthday so you yeah. you write really nice stuff in these cards now too i've only ever gotten prior to you i've only ever gotten cards for people that i thought were like funny and i'd get the card and say happy birthday or whatever it was and but now no i try to buy a card and then fill in every single space with some sort of <laughs> a little nice cute message or whatever yeah. from having that previous year growing up my dad actually my stepdad instilled in me it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have one thing you can always do is buy a little card for someone and write a nice message so that always stuck with me and that i think has a lot of sentiment to it so anyways we did that that was on the recap of your birthday 45 hard i'll do a quick little update it's only been one week i am trying to focus on sleep i'm a girl who likes her sleep i don't think i'm not a morning person i like to wake up around like 8 8 30 aaron you wake up pretty early like yeah i'm like a 6 37 type of guy if i like if i have something to do i have zero problem getting up but it's a little harder getting up and forcing myself to do something, but I'm working on it. Hopefully by the end of this, I'll have my routine fully set. My goal during this period is to have a really good sleep schedule. So I recently got an aura ring. I love it. It tracks my sleep and my menstrual cycle. And I'm always trying to get at least an 80 or above optimal score for my readiness day and my sleep. So I've been doing pretty good on that, but I am finding it really difficult to wake up early in the morning like Aaron. My goal was to wake up around seven and I haven't <laughs> quite gotten there. Aaron's laughing. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? Uh, well, I don't know what time you woke up today. Probably, what, quarter after eight, something like that. It is your birthday. You slept in two a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but anyway. Yeah, anyway, so I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty with that. So hopefully this coming week, I work myself up to getting up a little bit earlier. The other new thing that's exciting is I started my six-week Legs Get It fitness program. I'm doing it through the Whitney Simmons app. It's called the Alive app. I've been really enjoying it. My goal is to just eat a lot more, eat healthy, but also, you know, gain some fat so I can get some muscle. And that's pretty Pretty much my update for my 45 heart. I'm not finding it difficult to not drink, not smoke, any of that stuff. Oh, the meditation part been pretty good on the meditation. I did miss two days of it though during your birthday weekend. So there's that, but I'm, I'm back on it. Yeah. Well, I, we're only striving for five days a week anyway, right? Yeah. Or are we doing it? Well, I think, five days, day? I think five days a week is like the workout thing that we've set for ourselves, but like the meditation stuff is supposed to be like every day. Maybe we'll like by the end of it, like we can have a full week or two that it's, you know, more than five days a week. But yeah, maybe we're going to have to change the name from 45 hard to just, uh, oh, I know, I don't know, fitness wellness challenge or yeah. something. Just, just to be better than we were before but yeah. yeah give the audience your update for the 45 hard yeah um for me like sober nah like i don't know i don't care it's never really been a problem for me like obviously i get a bit of fomo 
things on my birthday when the boys are drinking and I'm not, but it is what it is. I still have a good time no matter what. But with the working out, I really hurt my shoulder. I pulled a muscle. I think it was my trap. Is that the one that connects your... Your neck to your top shoulder area? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say scary injury, but when it happened, I was like, oh man, that sucks. But then I kind of hurt it. And then the next day it was feeling better not fully better. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then I tried to do some like incline benching. And when I was trying to get the dumbbell up, I really pulled it and then I could barely move my neck. And I was like, oh man. I saw the look on your face and you really did injure yourself. Yeah, I couldn't turn my neck. Not a good start to the 45 hard with the working out, but it only really took you out for maybe two or three days. And you were doing other stuff like you're doing 12 through 30 on the treadmill. So yeah, I just essentially did cardio. And I think starting this happened like three or four days ago now. So I think starting tomorrow, I'll be back on my weightlifting fitness kind of stuff. But yeah, that kind of sucks. I feel great now. It's like still a little bit there. So I'm not going to immediately push myself hard right away. But like I was able to do some chin ups and stuff today. So that was I was happy with my mobility, especially compared to three days ago. I literally couldn't move my neck. So I know I'm glad you're feeling better, though. We're back on it with the working out. So that's I think that's it. Should we get into the episode now? Yeah, let's do it. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the story of how we met. I'll kick us off. And for those of you guys who don't know, Erin and I met in second year during our undergraduate degree at Dalhousie. And when I was in high school, I'd applied to a bunch of different universities. Dalhousie was the first one that I applied to. I was applying to like schools in BC and in Ontario. And those ones take quite a bit of time. So I wasn't expecting to hear back until January or February. I got into Dalhousie right away. I was super excited in every part of my inner being was telling me that's where I needed to go. I wanted to be by the water, meet new people and explore a new place. And then one of the other universities I applied to was the University of Calgary. That year they had a really high admissions rate to get in and I really didn't think I was going to get in. And just to kind of set the scene, my mom really wanted me to go to Calgary. She wasn't quite ready for me to move away and my dad didn't really care that much. I had booked my flight ticket August to come to Dalhousie to move in, explore the city with my parents. And three weeks prior to that, I got accepted to the University of Calgary, which I was so shocked about. A really exciting, super proud of myself for getting in. But there was a whole turmoil going on in my family of whether or not I was going to go. So it wasn't really until the very last minute where I ended up going to Dalhousie. Yeah, for me, I kind of thought about going to Dal, but my main two universities were CBU, where I'm from, and then St. of X, which is the second closest university where I'm from. The only person I really knew that was coming to Dal was my friend Shaw, and he was probably Dal's best advocator for me to come here. So he helped me with my applications. I was hesitant on if I was going to go or not. And then I think it was the last day to apply for scholarships. And I was in Florida with my family, visiting family anyway. And it was my dad's birthday. And I was like, ah. I'm not really going to bother, but he set up all the forms, applied to everything for me. So I was like, all right, we'll see. Eventually he convinced me to go to Dal. And when it was a last minute decision, I decided, yeah, why not? For engineering anyway in Nova Scotia, there's only one university that you can do your two years of the four-year degree at, which is Dal. I knew I'd have to come to Dal eventually if I wanted to do engineering. I figured why not just do all four years here? And I don't regret it. I know. And it's crazy to think that if you had gone to St. Effects, and for those of you who also don't know, St. Effects is known to be a very big party school in Canada. I think like one of the top. So I know you're kind of potentially keen on going there. So thank you, Shaw, for pushing Aaron to come to Dalhousie and doing his application because we definitely would not have met. And to think that we almost didn't both come here. Do you know what I mean? For whatever our own circumstances were. 
Yeah, definitely. In terms of first year when I had gone in, I only had one serious boyfriend in high school. We had been dating for, I think, just less than a year. And he actually broke up with me because at that time, my parents were not as approving of me dating people. So they just didn't know. And it came time for my prom. I told him that he couldn't come because I I could not tell my parents. And he was pretty upset about that. And then we broke up. But yeah, that was my first relationship pretty chill. What was your dating like when you were growing up? I feel like you were kind of a serial dater, weren't you? I don't know about a serial dater. I I had, let's see, I had my first girlfriend when I was in grade eight. First, I don't know. Little I, puppy love. I, I don't even know. I'd have a girlfriend for a day or something in elementary school. Oh my God, then, me too. I had so many of those. But then in grade eight, I dated someone for a little over a year. And then grade 10, I started dating someone who I dated for most of my high school. And then after that, not much, really. Yeah. Would you say you had two serious relationships? So yeah. I don't think that necessarily classifies as a serial dater, but... No, I know. You're like a relationship type of guy, I guess. Yes, that's a better way of putting it. I was always in relationships throughout junior high and high school, and I didn't really have much of a plan after that. I just wanted to experience the single life. And then my first year of university, I I had one kind of relationship, but I realized that I didn't really want to be in a relationship. So I just enjoyed the solo life and did my thing for my first year until what I thought was going to be my next couple of years. But I guess we'll get into it. But then I met Lizzie. Yeah. And um, I think that like little brief relationship thing that you had was maybe for like a couple of months, right? I think it wasn't like a year long or no, something no, for first yeah, year. It was, uh, I think it was between like, I don't know, like Thanksgiving Ma- and Christmas break oh my or God. something. Okay, like- so it was like a really quick one. And from what it sounds like, knowing your friends and stuff from back then, you were just a lot more into making new friends and being a social butterfly. So it definitely wasn't at the forefront of your mind to to go out and find a girl. And so When I was in first year, I also came in, didn't really want a boyfriend, ended up getting into a relationship with a guy that actually ended up quite terribly. There was a lot of legal stuff that happened with it. I had to go to therapy for quite some time. And right after that relationship was over, which I will talk about in a a different episode because I think that's a really valuable one to talk about because I think people always go through really bad relationships and it's not talked about as much. So I'll talk about it. But Then I was single, living with my roommates. It was the summer, going out, partying, having a good time. And I had no intention of honestly dating anybody for the rest of my years in university. And I remember telling myself that, writing that in my journal. And then I met Aaron at the very start of October of our second year. We actually met and it was at a bar called Cheers here in Halifax. And I missed here so much because it was the best place to go downtown first, second year. And I think it closed third year. Is that Uh, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was a period where they were trying to make it like an oasis bar or something. Like a Hawaiian themed with. Yeah, I re- that's what I remember anyway. But st- anyway, now it's called, what's it called? The Roxbury or something? Yeah, it's so different. But upstairs is Cheers, downstairs is a dome, and it's one big club area. It used area. to be one big club yeah, area, but used now to it's be. separated. Yeah. So back then it was super fun because upstairs Cheers was. There's a lot of live bands that would perform yeah. and then everybody would be up there drinking at the bars. It was the best time. And so that's where I went one weekend and I saw Aaron and it was a weekend of Alexander Keith's birthday, which is a beer here. That's really popular. I don't know. I feel like some people don't know what Alexander Keith is. So I just wanted yeah, to preface it's that. A, I don't know. It's like one of the main breweries here. Yeah. The beer is not very good, but a lot of the college guys seem to drink it's it. It's a very young man. Yeah. I drank it in high school. I drank it my first couple of years in university, but I don't really drink it now. I'll, I'll have it on tap at a bar or something if it's around. But yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say that. 
that it's a beer you would drink, for instance? No, I, I did for a little bit to try and impress Aaron for a bit of time. But then after a while, I was like, no, I can't drink this anymore to try and be cool <laughs> with the boys and stuff. But we looked this up. Alexander Keith's birthday was October 5th. So, Aaron, you had gone out somewhere with a few of your friends, like a, a party? Yeah. The very first night we met, I was at the Keith's birthday party at the Keith's Brewery, which is downtown. And a bunch of my friends were going to Cheers afterwards. So then after the birthday party, I think someone had free tickets to it or something. Anyway, I don't know how or why I ended up there, but then I went to Cheers and that is where we met. Yeah. I was with my roommates at the time. So we were at the bar hanging out. And I recognized Aaron for my classes because we had classes all of first year together. And then again, in second year, I would recognize him in the halls and whatnot. And I didn't know his name whatsoever. I knew the friends that you were with. And I just remember you by your big, broad shoulders and your arms. So I saw you at the bar ordering a drink or trying to order a drink. And I had a little bit of liquid courage in me. So I went up to you and I just wanted to say hi because I, I wanted to get to know you, but just also people in general that are in engineering with me because not a lot of people in engineering I found went out quite a bit. Yeah, so. there was definitely a group of people that went out. And then, I, I don't know, let's say there's 400 people in our class. I'd say 50 of them were people that actually, maybe 100 actually went out to the bars. and Like actively, yeah. I would say like if we had a 50, we were probably at that time the group of people that would go out like every weekend. So Anytime I saw anybody out that was in my classes, I was super excited to just meet them. So um, I went up to Erin and I said, hey, I know you're, you're from my classes, right? Yeah. So then when she came up to me, I was like, oh, wow, you're Lizzie. And she was pretty shocked that I knew her name. She's oh, wow, how do you know my name? And a bit of backstory. I don't know if it was a week before or the day before or whatever, but we had a quiz. And if you've been a college student, you've probably heard of Chegg. So I was trying to find an answer to an assignment or a quiz on Chegg. And I saw that Behind the paywall, you couldn't really see the actual question, but you could see who posted it. And there was a little picture of Lizzie on there. And I was like, oh, I recognize her. So then I tried to stalk her on Facebook and I was going to mess her on Facebook for the answer. But anyway, I thought against it. But it was fresh in my head that I was like, oh, there's this girl that I was going to literally about to message on Facebook to try to get an answer. But I was like, I can't. I don't know her. And then she came up to me at the bar. So I was like, whoa, this is yeah, cool. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And you had seen me in classes before, right? Like you had recognized me from first year, maybe even a bit of second year, like that first month. Yeah, I had a, I guess, a non-PC nickname for you. But yeah, no, I, I knew who you were. You knew me as a pretty girl. That's all we need to say yeah, about we'll that Yeah, we'll leave one. it at that. Yeah. So then we were at the bar talking, hanging out. You offered to buy me a drink. And I was like, sure, why not? Get me a rum and coke. And you were so taken aback and shocked. You're like, wait, you want a rum and coke? And I was like, yeah, I want a rum and coke. They're good. And I don't know. I think you were like impressed by it or something. I was just like, oh, this is this little kind of ditzy girl. She's not going to want a friggin' stinky old rum and coke. She's going to want a, God, I don't know. Like a vodka tonic or yeah, a little girly kinda, drink. But yeah, I did it. I wanted drink, a rum but... and coke. And then after that, we just kind of hung out. The friends that you were with knew my roommate and I think maybe one of her other friends. So we're just talking, hanging out. At whatever point in the night, you and I went downstairs to the dome part, which is where all the music is and all the lights. We were dancing for a little bit. We stuffed off to the side for a moment and you had pulled out your phone because you were getting a phone call or a text message from one of your guy friends that you were living with at the time from back home and he was in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, my buddy Maddie. it was his first year up in Halifax and this was still pretty early on to when he moved up here and yeah, I guess that first year especially he decided to let loose, he used to get himself in some trouble and so anyway, he was getting himself in a fight in the bathroom so I had to go help him out. Do a little rescue. <laughs> yeah, a little rescue mission we'll call it but yeah, after me and Lizzie were dancing we were having a good time. I don't know if you were like, oh, before I go. Yeah, I really wanted your number. I wanted to keep talking to you because I felt like the night ended so short. So I took your phone. 
I got you to unlock it, put my number in. And I said, text me like I want you to text me like, let's keep talking. And you're like, yeah, sounds good. Talk to you later. And I think at that point you were focused on helping your friend. Then Monday came around. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- all throughout the week, I saw Aaron in all the different classes we had and all the tutorials and he didn't text me at all. And I was so embarrassed, a little mortified. And I kept saying to my girlfriends, like, that's the guy that I met that I was talking to you about because we had such a great connection in- instantly. And I had this like attraction to you, but I didn't really think anything of it. I was kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Lizzie fell in love with my dance moves and couldn't get enough I really of me. Did. So yeah, the next day, like I was talking to my roommates and they're, I was like, oh, should I text this girl back? Should I wait a little bit? Should I just wait and go talk to her in class? And they're like, no, don't text her, like, just waste, whatever. And I was like, I was still nervous. And I was like, oh, she'll just text me. All this time, I didn't realize that I didn't also give her no, my number. So she ha- had no way of texting me. And to be honest, if I did have your number, I probably would have texted you just knowing who I am as a person. I don't know, something came over me that, that night and that weekend. But then I saw you that following weekend and you had gone to our friend Sam's party. Yeah, Sam had either... I, I don't know if it was a beer pong party or like a beer pong tournament or whatever it was. But anyway, Sam had a lot of parties that year. So we uh, were coming from a Sam party and that whole group of people were like, let's go downtown. So we ended up going to the Dome. And as we arrived at the Dome, uh, like Lizzie was saying, Dome, cheers, it's all kind of connected. So we went in through the Dome doors. And as we were walking up the stairs, I got not, I don't know, sideswipes, not the word, but I got grabbed on my arm. I was like, the fuck? What's going on? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I saw Aaron. I wanted to grab his arm and I wanted to confront him because I still was really interested to just talk to him. And I don't know, I just thought it would be funny too to call him out after seeing him all week in class. I was not scared. (laughs) So then anyway, uh, is like Lizzie grabbed me and I kind of look at my friends and they're like, I don't know, man, do what you got to do. And I either jumped over the railing or I hopped. I think you went under. Or went under the railing, whatever. Let's let's say I went over. Okay, fine. Yeah, you went over the railing. I jumped over the railing and we went down to the dance floor, got a drink. and uh, No, actually, right before that, remember I pulled you to the side first and I said, hey, you didn't text me all (laughs) week. And you were like, oh, I'm sorry. My friends told me not to text you. They thought that you were just being drunk and, and just gave your number randomly. And I said, no, I really wanted to talk to you and get to know you. And then the rest is kind of history. Then the whole night where we were dancing, having drinks, hanging out with our friends, you ended up staying at my house and quote unquote, we hung out. Yeah. And then right after we hung out, we stayed up all night just talking to each other. We talked all night and I was like super interested because like coming from, I guess at this year, this point I was in Halifax for a year already, but I still never really talked to anyone that was really from a different part of the world than especially all the way across the world from Korea. And so I was super interested in the stories you were telling me and hearing your perspective on things. And I know I was just, I was very interested and you caught my attention for sure. And I was really interested in you because I loved hearing all your stories about growing up on the farm and what your life was like. As we were talking throughout the night, we were so attracted to each other because we came from such different worlds, like city girl, country boy, coming together, getting along. And we started to realize quite quickly that a lot of our morals and ethics and the way that we grew up, the foundation of what we believe in were quite similar. So that was really nice. And then at the time, I was living with my roommates who were really into tarot cards at that time. And we had gone to see this one lady in town and whatever. It was just, it was 
was just kind of a joke, but we took it as a great assault, whatever she would say. But I loved going because especially I'd gone through a really tough relationship and things were happening in my life. So I just wanted some guidance. So I'd said that to Aaron and like the person you are and you're super adventurous down to try anything once. You're like, sure, I'll go with you. So right off. She also persuaded me by taking me to breakfast. So oh, right. I just want to throw that part in there. Yeah, I took him to a breakfast at Meal Hall where I was staying in my residence with my roommates. And then oh, I miss Meal Hall breakfast. Oh, they were really good. You used to be obsessed with their breakfast like ham. Like you'd make your own little ham sandwich with the eggs and the bagel. Just like waking up, hungover, going down. Oh, good times. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it was good because we never had to cook too. Anyways. Back to the story. We had breakfast, went to the tarot card reading. I went first, Aaron went second. And the lady essentially, to sum it up, I remember I I still have these notes on my phone. She was saying that we were meant to be together, that we were going to have kids, that we were going to have this great life. And she talked a little bit about the setting that we met, like loud music, drinks, lots of good dancing, and that we came from- I don't know if she was that accurate. No, she was. I remember because I was sitting there so shocked and I think you don't really think too much about it because you're like, I don't know who this lady is. She's just saying random stuff like two 19 year olds walk in there on a Sunday morning, probably looking hungover. Yeah, I'm going to guess she was able to tell we I were know, out but, that night before. But there's no way she would have known like our different backgrounds and coming from a different way of life. Whatever. OK, I had a very different <laughs> thought than Aaron did, but then we left. We didn't really talk about it. I think Aaron was just more so interested in getting to know me. And I kind of took it as, oh, my God. This was so weird. Let's not talk about this. We literally just met yesterday and really started to hang out. And then the rest is kind of history from there in terms of us hanging out. We were pretty inseparable. He would come over. I would go over to his house. We just spent a lot of time together and even in classes. Yeah, no. Based every moment, like after we started hanging out, my roommates were like, man, Aaron, you're never here anymore. Like... Where you always go? Well, they knew where I was going, but um, yeah. yeah. And same thing with my roommates at that time. I think there was like a week or so where you would always come over and my girlfriends would only see your shoes and they hadn't actually met you. Like one of them hadn't met you at that time. Dalhousie had homecoming parties at the same time every year. So you had gone, but I didn't go because I had to do schoolwork. My, my roommate Emmy at the time went and she recognized you by your shoes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This random girl came up to me and she was like, you're Aaron, right? And I was like, yeah, I am. Who are you? And she's like, I'm Emmy. I'm Lizzie's roommate. And I was like, oh, wow. How how did you know it was me? And I was like, she's like, I saw, I've seen those shoes before. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh. it was pretty hilarious. And at that time, when I first met Aaron, I was kind of seeing some other guys as well. Nothing serious, just casually hanging out. The more and more I spent time with Aaron, I naturally found myself not hanging out with those other guys. And it wasn't something I was trying to do actively. It was just, I had way more fun with you and we had a way better time. And I think at some point I just started to realize that I was only hanging out with you. And I started to definitely develop a bit of feelings. But prior to this entire time when we would hang out, we would both say to each other, we're not looking for anything serious. Let's just have fun. Let's just hang out. But at some point, we both realized it wasn't so much the case anymore. We were trying to not force anything, but also trying to play it cool. I wasn't talking to anyone else. It was just Lizzie that was still stringing some other boys along. So. Oh my God. No, I wasn't. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. And what I really liked about our relationship at that time, just we weren't even dating officially, was that we never really played any games. We were super honest and upfront with each other. And you had gone home to Cape Breton during reading week. And I had stayed back with my girlfriends. I went out to Lower Deck that night, which is another very popular place to go on a Sunday night in Halifax. And if you're in college, pretty much everyone goes there. And I went with my roommates and I got really drunk, came home. And one of my girlfriends was like, you know, how are things with Aaron? And I just kind of went off. And I ultimately, like, I gave you like an ultimatum. 
Yeah, you very much gave me an ultimatum at like I'm so embarrassed. I don't know, one one thirty in the morning when I had told Lizzie earlier that day that so this was like Sunday night, Monday morning, and I had to get up for work at five thirty Monday morning because again I was back in Cape Breton going to work on the farm. But anyway, yeah, Lizzie decided at that very moment to give me an ultimatum, and I was like this is great, but we're going to have to deal with this at another time because... You're like, I cannot talk about this with you right now. I'm busy. Let's talk when I'm back on Monday. I woke up the next day not realizing what I had done, so embarrassed, so cringed at myself. And I just said to you, I like you. What are we doing? If we're not going to be together, don't waste my time. Yeah. I was like, this fucking bitch. I like, know. What the hell? I was so sassy, but obviously it worked because then you came back. You asked me out on a date. We went on a date. And I think the day before, which was actually Remembrance Day, I was hanging out with you and I decided that I was going to ask you out. Like I wanted. Yeah, Lizzie had the gall to try and ask me out. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. And especially I respect our veterans. So I wasn't going to let us start dating on Remembrance Day. I know. So you stopped me because you realized what I was doing. And then by the way, you were stopping me indicated to me that you wanted to ask me at some point. So I just let it be. Then we went on a date on the 13th. And that night when we came home is when you asked me out in your house. But when we were out at dinner, Aaron said to me, I just want to let you know if I'm going to be dating any girl, I'm not wasting anybody's time. I want to go back to the farm. I want to go back to Cape Breton and raise my kids there. Just an FYI. On our very first date, this is what he said to me. Yeah, I don't know. I like I really liked Lizzie and I knew I was pretty sure that you really liked me. I just I didn't want to get into anything too serious or too committed without letting her know, hey, you're a city girl. If you want to be with me, this is my plan. This has always been my plan. Just set your expectations. Yeah, it was super refreshing. I like that he was really honest with me and that's kind of your personality. And I I knew I was a city girl, you were a country boy. And the fact that you really knew who you were and this was a passion that you wanted to do growing up, I really respected that. And it was quite admirable. So then we started dating and uh, Aaron used to have this longboard he was obsessed with. He still has it. You don't use it as much, but... Yeah, the journey from my place to Lizzie's place at the time was... It was probably like a, I don't know, 10-minute walk, but it was a perfect, not that busy of a street. There was bike lanes, there wasn't any cars, and it was the perfect street for longboarding, so... I was all I always wanted to just go to Lizzie's place so I could hop on my longboard and longboard there and then I'd longboard back and sometimes we'd longboard in LMP and oh man I used to love doing that I'm I used to love seeing you obviously but more so going oh, on man. the longboard and the longboard was definitely incentivized shout out Jasper he got that for me as a secret Santa gift that year never seen you so excited getting a present like I can only maybe think of a couple moments but honestly now that I think back it was so sweet you used to always come over and stay at my place in my single bed you and I crammed in together and you for months would just deal with quite a bit of insomnia, just like, you know, you were not in a good sleeping schedule and you would come over and stay at my place. And 90% of the time we would stay at my place and you yeah. had like a nice big twin or queen bed. To be fair, mine was on a box spring on the floor and there was mice in our apartment. But oh my God. It was still a much bigger bed, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Those conditions people used to live in college, it's just, I can't even think about that now, but I don't know. Good old days. If you're in Halifax, you know that's kind of a thing. So that's why we'd stay at my place quite a bit. And then, what was it? Christmas time. We had been now dating for a month. I was going back home to Calgary. Aaron went out to Sam's party, another one of Sam's parties. They were having a beer pong Christmas party or something. Aaron was going to come over to my place right after and just spend the night with me before I left the following day for two weeks. And he called me and said, you were 
pretty drunk. You're like, oh, hi, I'm just calling you and I just want to tell you something. And you essentially just told me you loved me. You're like, I love you. Yep, that's it. And <laughs> I was so shocked, didn't know what to do. I was obviously low-key freaking out on the inside. I said, yeah, you're drunk, whatever. Just let me know when you're going to come over. Then you ended up coming over. The minute you came over, you passed out on the bed. We didn't even get to talk or do anything. You were so drunk. And I said, frick this guy. Like, why? what is he doing right now? I'm leaving tomorrow. And then this, he says this to me, then comes home and then falls asleep right away. Uh, yeah. Not one of my prouder moments, but hey, you know, whatever. It's not. It was honest. Yeah, it was honest, and yeah. uh, again, it all worked out. I had to, I had to leave you with the something, a, something. So yeah. when you were going back, you were like, "Oh my gosh, like, what am I gonna do about this?" Yeah, and I was freaking out. I was saying to my girlfriends, "Should I say something back?" And they're like, "Well, if you feel it, you should say it." And I'd been feeling it for quite a bit of time, but I just felt like it was too soon to say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I didn't want to like. Just start dating and then tell you immediately that I loved you. So maybe we did play some games back in the early days. Okay, that's only like one game. And then when I was in Calgary, I told you over text and stuff, kind of silly, but that I loved you. And then when I saw you in person, when you picked me up in the new year, then I told you I loved you. And then right after we got back, it was your birthday. And I had this incredible... I give myself a good pat on the back, like the best surprise birthday party for you. And I had been planning this for an entire month with your two roommates that were girls that were living with you because you guys lived in a house of seven people two of them were girls and they helped me out and they like told all the boys about it and everybody kept their mouth shut so thank you guys that was definitely i think to this day the best thing anyone's ever done for me i was so surprised lizzie made the boys take me out to uh, the ale house for wings and beer and then we went to the casino and then like, I remember I almost lost my money, but I made like a crazy comeback. So everyone was like super happy and buzzing on the way back. And then, yeah. I don't know, usually we would walk back from the casino, but we were like, you know what, let's just get a cab home. So we got a cab back and I remember getting out of the cab and uh, my roommate Daniel, he was like, oh, I, I left something in the car. Like, you got to go in first. So I was like, okay. And everything was dark, right? It was pitch black. And it was all pitch black in the house. And I knew my other roommates were home and I was like, all right, whatever, weird. So I walk in. And then the lights turn on and everyone yells surprise. And I... You were so shocked. The look on your face was incredible. Like, it was exactly what I wanted to see. There's 30 or 40 people there. Everybody made it that was, like, in town, like, right after the holidays. And it was honestly the best night. And I was so happy to see you happy. And I did kind of flop. I got Aaron a birthday cake that he did not like because I stupidly tried, tried to figure <laughs> out what you wanted. Yeah, that was, it was a swing and a miss. But hey, I, I appreciated the effort. She asked me earlier in the month, she was like, oh, my roommate's friend is having a birthday and we've decided on these three cake flavors. Which one do you think we should get? And it was either vanilla chocolate or coffee cake and i was like oh man i don't know i guess like people like coffee so you should probably get the coffee cake and she's like, okay yeah awesome i at the time hated coffee so yeah the surprise goes awesome and then she's like, oh come on i got you a cake let's go cut the cake it was a beautiful cake it I was a yeah. beautiful cake and anyway so we cut we another took a bike. cake i take a bite and i'm like oh this is you were so sweet you were trying to eat it but you did tell me you're like oh i don't really like coffee and i was like no and well no you're like why did you tell me to why did when i asked you you said to get coffee cake and i was like you said it was for someone else yeah you're like you didn't say it was for me but yeah that birthday party was amazing and i feel like i don't know you were really loving me then and then that night you were so sweet you had a little baby tear and you said this was so sweet and everything played out perfectly yeah i think the year after and the year after i tried to do another surprise birthday but it flopped because i thought i'd be surprised because i already did one for him that he wouldn't expect another one but he kind of did and it, they just turned into like normal fun parties yeah i don't know what happened but none of them ended up actually being a surprise 
Yeah, it, I think you kind of knew about it. Yeah, not so good on my part. And then... Hey, that first one makes up for any gift you'll ever get me the rest of your life. That I was, know. Oh. I set the bar way too high. You, you really From did. the beginning. You know, you know what? You did. I know. But that's okay. Yeah. And then another a little cool story I wanted to add in here was the fact that we actually met each other before we actually started dating in November or like even before meeting in October. Earlier that year, in first year, we went to a bar crawl. And Aaron and I were on different teams. It was called the Bunny Hop. There's like probably 12 different teams, a couple people in each team. And at that time, I was like still dating my ex-boyfriend, which was like really awful. And I was trying to break up with him. And it just was like he was just not letting it happen that week. So all my girlfriends dragged me out. And you're like, you need to come to this thing. You need to have some fun and hang out with the girls. So I went out and on the back of the bunny hop t-shirts was all of these activities you had to get crossed off. Yeah, there was a bunch of challenges. Like one of them was like, take a shot with a stranger, kiss a stranger. Take Bas- a picture with a stranger. Yeah, basically just a bunch of things to try to get people to talk to each other on this pub crawl, which inevitably worked because one of them was take a selfie with a stranger. And yeah, we were just chilling in your room one day and you were like, oh my God. Like I know you. Know we were t- you. I think we were talking about bunny hop and I looked at you and everything just clicked for me because I remembered I went up to you and I said, hey, I need a picture with a stranger. Can you be my stranger? And I took a picture with you and one other guy. And then there was a second picture of just you and I. And then I think briefly after you were like, oh, do you want to drink? I was like, no, sorry, I have to go. My girlfriends are leaving. Like, nice to meet you, whatever. It was so brief. But at the time, obviously, we were both drunk at the crawl. And we had met so many people that entire night. Like, you go through meeting like dozens and dozens of people just saying how to random people in college. Like, I didn't think anything of it. For us, it was definitely just to tick off one of the things on the back of our shirt. Like, it was like, whatever. And then we completely forgot about each other. And then we met in October. And I don't know, I like to think that one of our like invisible strings right like kind of connecting us somehow but yeah i really like that story and i like looking back at that photo of us march 29th yeah. us looking like little babies <laughs> us looking like little babies obviously very drunk um... yeah a little intoxicated and then i guess that brings up brings us to like june or something Aaron and i broke up for like what felt like a long time, but it was only like a month and a half. It was pretty brutal because we had to live together and we still had to go to the same summer classes together. So we'll talk about that in a different episode. But really, afterwards, getting back together, it was pretty rough. Like, I think I really put one on you for six or eight months. We yeah. fought a lot. Like, I was really trying to make you work for it. And I did. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. And that really made us so strong. And like, looking back at it, like, looking back at that time and even talking about it is so different to how I actually felt in the moment. Um, If anything, it's just, it's a, it's a really good testament to how strong we are and getting through a really difficult time. Yeah, I agree. And the fact we made it through that, like, we can definitely get through anything. Mind you, that got tested pretty close this year with the house stuff. Yeah, but, uh, I think the breakup in the house would be like up there and some of the most difficult times we've gone through as a couple and but maybe if we hadn't got through the breakup stuff we might not have gotten through the house stuff i know so there's always a positive to situations like this and that's honestly you guys that's our story of how we met from start do you like our story i feel like we don't get to really deep dive on it that often i love our story oh that's so sweet i feel like you just said that but there was definitely some things i wanted to bring out of us meeting and maybe if you guys are seeing someone right now or looking for someone i just want to mention a few things that really made me realize that aaron was my person and that he was someone worth fighting for staying with and growing as individuals and a couple immediately when i met you a part of my inner child came out because you were just so much fun. You felt like a best friend that was always down to do things, go on a hike, adventure, try new foods and being around you and all of your amazing friends. Like you had such great friends. And I think that was a really good testament to who you were as a person. So it made me want to be a better person and surround myself with better people as well. I always felt so happy and so energized being around you. And you, you never took things so seriously. And me being the type of person I am, 
I needed someone to ground me, bring me down, get rid of a bit of the stress. And you definitely did that for me. You never played any games and naturally just felt so energetic energetically connected to you and the last thing I'll bring up is you really made me explore a new part of myself so new hobbies new friends and a new way of looking at life and if what I just mentioned is how you feel about a person that you're seeing or that you're with it's probably a good sign that you guys are maybe meant to be together if you're with someone who does not make you feel those things maybe just give it another second thought um the things that really made me realize like I wanted to move forward with Lizzie I had never outside of like my mom and my family maybe but even them I've never been loved like Lizzie loved me like she wears her heart on her sleeve and her ability to emphasize with empathize her ability to have empathy for other people is just unlike anyone else I've ever met and it's just very different from me I can god I hate that word I can (laughs) emphasize with people but I really don't do it like Lizzie does. I love that about her. She's just obviously my best friend, fun to hang out around. There's no one else I'd rather just be chilling with or doing something fun with, exploring with. I just love doing all of my favorite things with you. And really something I'll say to people, always keep your mind open to everybody. I, not in a million years, would have thought Lizzie would be my dream girl, especially growing up. I just haven't had experiences, but after talking to her, hanging out with her. Yeah. Growing up, I never thought I'd be with a country guy or anything. And you probably felt the same way about me. You have to keep your eyes open. If you are a type of person who likes a tall, dark and handsome, you may just come to realize that maybe that is not actually the person that you end up falling in love with and want to spend the rest of your life with. So don't put yourself in a box of people's looks or a whole laundry list of things that you have. Just meet someone. If you connect on a deeper level and you have a good time and you guys are aligned on your morals and ethics, That's probably a great starting point. And then from there, figure out if it's someone that you want to be best friends with for the rest of your life, because that's essentially what a partner is. I'm sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing. I just want to be doing absolutely nothing with you. I might have my little feet on your leg just that I feel a little connected or something. But you have to find the person that you want to spend your life with that will make you a better person that will call you out for shit. Right. That's that's actually a really important one. Don't be with someone who's just going to say whatever you want to hear. Aaron and I always are saying difficult things to each other that we think that the other person needs to hear. And who else is going to do that unless it's a person that knows you the best? Yeah. Be with someone who makes you a better person, I think is the gist of that. Yeah. And the last thing I want to end it off with is being with you. I feel like I just have never gone out of the honeymoon phase. So people talk about honeymoon phases could be six months or a year where you're still getting to know people, but you don't really know them that well. And you and I have lived together, gone through breakup, gone through all these things. And still every day I fall more in love with you, more excited to hang out with you. Even if it's stuff that we've done a hundred times or something new, I just get that butterfly feeling. And I feel like that's also a really good sign. If you're with someone for this long and you still have these feelings and sentiments, this is probably your person. Yeah, I could not agree more. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear what your guys' story is on how you met. I feel like everybody has such interesting ones. Um, and I'm just such a lover. I love. So I, I just, I don't know. This, this was a really good episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Filters, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And yeah, tune in next week for the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.